When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, he's heaved into that one. There's a man there, but he's can only watch it sail into the grandstand. That is a huge blow. Australia find themselves in the box seat to take a 2-1 series lead after another dominant day in the third Vodafone test at the SCG. Steve Smith and Manus Labuschagne fell short of centuries, but it was the explosive knock of Cameron Green that lit up the Sydney crowd as he struck three huge sixes on his way to a career-best 84. Australia then declared a tee on six for 312, set India 407 to win, and by stumps, the hosts had dismissed both openers to leave the visitors 2 for 98, needing 309 to win on the final day. Oh, there it is. That's what they've wanted. Hazelwood gets it. We spoke to former Australia captain Ricky Ponting in the last session for his take on what had happened so far on day four. Ricky Ponting, Australia are in control as we speak. Have you seen anything to give Indian fans hope they can escape this game without a loss? Uh, there's a glimmer of hope, I think, right at the moment. They're starting to what closing in on 50. The wicket seems like it's not playing as many tricks as it was yesterday. That inconsistent bounce that was there yesterday is not quite as prevalent from what I've seen so far late today. But, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to send them batting for another yeah. or three and a, three and a bit sessions um, and it'll make it harder to even see them scoring those amount of runs. But um, they're doing everything that they can so far, nothing but opening partnerships from Sharma and um, Shub McGill. The day started about as bad as it gets for India with Hanuma Vahari dropping minus Labashane. Can Vahari blame anything for that, Ricky? Any excuses? No, no excuses whatsoever. That was an absolute sitter. Um, <laughs> he's fielded in that position before as well, so it's not like he was out of position. Um, the only thing that we picked up on it from the commentary is how much padding he actually had on the palm of his right hand, which from experience, it, it does make catching that little bit more difficult when you've got so much padding on the inside of your palm, but... Um, no, that was a, a, an absolute sitter, and especially in that stage of the game where they needed to be taking early wickets today to keep themselves in the contest, it, it could be one that they might really brew in uh, in 24 hours' time. Well, Manus didn't cash in on the luck. He missed out on three figures again, and Matthew Wade was dismissed for another low score. It's been 12 innings without a half century for Wade. You tweeted during play, do you expect Wade to stay in the team if Australia win? But questions need to be asked if they lose. What's your reasoning there? Is that 12 innings without a half century? Yeah. Didn't he get, what, get 100 at Lord, didn't he? Uh, at, the, at, the, at the Oval. Got a 60 after that, and then it's been nothing since. There you go. I didn't think it was that long in between between drinks. Um, yeah, I think that, well, I mean, it's only one test since they've left Travis Head out, and that was obviously a big call for them to make. You know, just tossing up between Wade and Head for this game. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I don't think he will be dropped. But I think if they do go on and lose the game, that there might be a few questions asked. Which is exactly what I said in that, in that tweet. So, um, yeah, but he, he just needs. I mean, he started really well again today. Looked good. He hit that, you know, beautiful off drive uh, very early on in his innings, and then got a reasonable ball access in Saini. But um, yeah, if it's twelve innings between half centuries, then he's got to he's got to start getting some runs for sure. 
if Wade does go out, is Head the next man in or is he shuffled down the pecking order? No, I think they'd go back to him. Um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, looking at the stats today, Wade averages just on 30, I think, in Test cricket and, and Travis is up, you know, closer to 40. So, uh, you know, I think I think they would, would go back to, to Head. I mean, people probably said he was a little bit unlucky to be left out of out of this particular Test match. So um, I think it would be him. For sure, especially now they've got an all-rounder there. They don't need probably Enriquez and guys like that. So um, I think it'd be heads for sure. Steve Smith looks certain to score another test century, but fell 19 runs short. He looked miffed at the DRS decision. Uh, Ricky, do you reckon he was peeved at the result or just peeved that he was out? Yeah, I don't know, actually, thinking about it. I mean, it probably was the decision, to be honest. He, I think he might have felt that it might have got him a little bit higher, especially with how much that ball actually bounced and stuff that, um, yeah, I mean, it was under the black line on the stumps, wasn't it? So it wasn't like it was just flicking the stumps. So um, it is what it is with that DRS. You either, you either love it or hate it. Um, sometimes they go your way and sometimes they don't. But, um, yeah, it was hard to tell. I mean, he, he played so nicely through the first part of the, of the first session, um, you know, very uh, making sure that he was just getting through to lunch and expanded his game after lunch. And, and no doubt he was eyeing uh, a centre in each innings. Uh, and there was still plenty of time, obviously, to achieve that when he got out. So I'm not sure what he was disappointed about the most. Yeah, well, he hates getting out, doesn't he? Um, Steve Smith, during that innings, passed David Boone on the list of highest test run scorers for Australia. He's in ninth spot now. There's only one other Tasmanian on the list, and he's right at the top. Ricky, you reckon he, he might get you one day? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, if he keeps going on the trajectory that he is, then he, then he will, um, obviously. But... Um, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of cricket to be played between now and then, so um, we'll see. But, you know, knowing what he's like, it, there's all sorts of things like that that will be, be driving him, I'm sure. You know, one that he's, you know, wants to be recognised as the best player in the world. And, um, and right now, it's probably, you could argue that he is with, along with Williamson and, and Coley, you know. So, yeah, as I said, I mean, it's, it's going to be how long he plays the game for, really. I mean, it's going to have to be a pretty dramatic drop-off um, for him not to pass a lot of the other guys that are in front of him um, but the longevity is always the hard thing you know it's only an injury away or or whatever um, so we'll wait and see yeah uh, he wasn't the top scorer that was Cam Green uh, another fantastic innings from, from the youngster he's made in test match 50 gets some huge sixes Ricky what do you think of his innings today yeah no, he played really well pretty challenging time for him to bat as well that's the sort of time when you go to bat in a, in a test match where you sort of don't feel like you've got much to gain but you know, they made it really hard for him to score early on. Um, they did a good job to get through some some full straight bowling that they that they bowled early on. They had that heavy onside field again and tried to target his front pad, but I thought he played really nice. And I think, you know, we saw, saw some really nice straight driving and off driving, and then at the end we saw what sort of power he's got as well. So, um, no, brilliant for him, really happy for him. Because even though there's probably, there's no talk about his spot in the team, just, you know, within yourself that just a couple of low scores and you want to get out there and do a, a good job for the team. So um, he'd be he'd be wrapped to, to walk away with that innings that he played today. What's the key for him now to become a consistent performer at test level? Uh, just just continue just continuing to learn about yourself and the situation in your game and understanding how teams are going to bowl to you and what you have to do to combat what they're doing. Um, I think that's the next step. Really, it looks like he's well enough equipped. Um, you know, playing off both front foot and back foot. Um, you know, I still think he'll have teams that are going to look to attack his stumps uh, really early on in his innings, get full and straight and try and get him LBW. That looks like what, certainly what India have been trying to do anyway. So, But it's, it's just a continual learning curve. Every day around the Australian team, you'll learn from someone, whether it's Smith or Labuschagne or Payne or 
you know, Warner, whoever it might be. Um, he'll learn from those guys, but he'll he'll learn out in the heat heated battle as well when he's out there facing some of the world's best bowlers. He'll he'll learn and learn pretty quickly. And the way he can clear the fence like that, do you see him as a three format player for Australia? Yeah, it could be. I mean, that'll be the next phase of his development, I guess, is the white ball stuff. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a, a very good, attractive T20 package in the future as well, with just with that, that sheer power that he's got. You know, he's obviously good in the field, and his bowling could be quite handy. So, yeah, there's no reason why he couldn't play, end up being a, a good um, all-format player, yeah. Australia declared at T after there was a stoppage of about 10 minutes as the police removed some patrons. Uh, thoughts on the timing of the declaration there at T? Um, I was expecting, I think we're all expecting it probably a little bit earlier. Um, but I think what happened, I think, was with Cam Green going like he was, it looked like they were going to give him some time maybe to get close to that 100 um, around the tea break time. If they hadn't lost that 10 minutes um, from that stoppage, I think he would have had enough time to get really close. I mean, as it turned out, he got a little inside edge on one anyway. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's up, it was up to them. It doesn't matter what we think about their timing. They would have thought, thought and talked long and hard about what the right time was going to be or how many runs they wanted. So the proof will be in the pudding now. If they, you know, if they happen to knock them over, then obviously the, the timing of it will be all fine. If they run out of time and, and don't get the result, then um, you know, it probably won't, wouldn't have been the right time. But that's up, that's to them, up to them to make those decisions. Yeah. Uh, Payne also burned a review early on. A lot's been made about Payne's use of the DRS. How do you think he's handling it? Oh, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to just him. I think we, you know, this is something that we talked about a couple of years ago. They've got a bit of a committee now, haven't they, where they sort of get together and different fields in different positions, asking on height and close to the wicket fieldsman being asked on if there's inside edge or whatever on it. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, he is the one that's making the final decision, but he's got, you know, it seems like he's got a lot of information coming from a lot of different people. So, um, yeah, that, that one today, you know, I was on commentary at the time, um, Looking down the wicket, I thought it struck him a bit lower than it did, but when you saw the replay, it was right up on top of the flap and he's up on his toes playing off the back foot. So, you know, it was shown to be going over by about six inches. So it wasn't the best review, but I hope it doesn't come back to Hornham. When you're bowling last chasing 10 wickets as captain, what do you have to consider when you're setting the field and getting that balance between attack and defence right? Uh, well, I think at the start, when you've got so many runs, you can afford to be a bit more attacking, if you like. Any, any possible catching option that you think you might be able to take early on with, you know, 410 runs up your sleeve, I think it's worth having a risk trying to get the, those guys in the right catching positions. And then if they happen to get on top, you can start manipulating some in-out fields and, and things like that. So um, that's the biggest challenge, I think, with the field placements. But the, the, the other biggest challenge is making sure that your bowlers stay really patient. You know, quite often bowlers can go out there and, and want to get things over and done with and happening really quickly um, in, the, in the fourth innings of the test match. But if you just hang in there and be patient and execute well, for long periods of time, then the, the wickets will eventually come. And I think that's what we're sort of getting at now in this game for Australia. Just got to remain patient, understand if they get one wicket, there's going to be a hard wicket to start on, and and then work away from there. Even if it takes them another, even if it takes them another seven or eight years. You said it was Cummins and Lyon who were going to be the danger bowlers for Australia the other day. Who's your pick for day five? Yeah, well, the wicket hasn't hasn't spun like I thought it would. It's sort of spinning about the same now as it was spinning on day one. So I actually expected it to spin a little bit more and deteriorate a little bit more. Watching Cummins in that first spell of his with just a little bit of reverse swing, I'm still going to go with him as as the main man. Um, and yeah, you know, Nathan's had quite a wicket-wise anyway, quite a lean run of it so far in this series. But um, he'll have an impact on day five, I'm sure. Last one, uh, we've seen Cummins bowl some long, long spells this series, and who can blame him? But uh, in your days as captain, which bowl was the hardest to get the ball out of their hands when you wanted to make a bowling change? McGrath and Warren, absolutely no doubt. Um, 
you know, it was always a bit of a nightmare going to either one of those guys and letting them know that they weren't going to be bowling the next over. But <laughs> quite often you'd lose them for, you know, probably 30 or 40 minutes in a day play they would, where they wouldn't talk to you, especially <laughs> if they're bowling really well. But, no, nah, look, that was, um, you know, like that's all part of it, isn't it? You get a bit of a feel yourself about if they need a rest or if they don't or if you've got a better option to come on and bowl to a, a certain player, like a match-up type scenario. But generally I'd give those guys, you know, as much... Uh, much of an opportunity as I possibly could because you knew they were just going to keep doing the job for you. So it was, you know, it was very rare that I held those guys back or didn't give them as much of an opportunity as I possibly could. Great. Thanks, Ricky. Chat tomorrow. All right. Sammy, cheers, buddy. Good evening, mate. That's it for Ricky's recap. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unplayable podcast so you don't miss an episode this summer. And for all your breaking news, live scores and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.